Welcome to Lacrosse Recruiting 101, where the biggest names in lacrosse share their inside views and expertise. Now, your host, Luke Cometti. In this episode of the podcast, I talk with Brent Adams, midfielder for the Atlas Lacrosse Club in the Premier Lacrosse League. This upcoming season will be Brent's third in the PLL, but he has been a professional lacrosse player since 2012, playing with various teams including the Chesapeake Bayhawks, Boston Cannons, Denver Outlaws, and the Colorado Mammoth. In college, Brent was an All-American and two-time first-team All-ECAC selection as a midfielder for Fairfield University. During the podcast, we talk about Brent's life on the road as he and the clinic sports team travel all over the country by van doing clinics and camps with different youth and high school programs. We also talk about how he's able to keep himself in shape and maintain a good diet on the road to stay competitive as a professional lacrosse player. He even talks about some specific things he does to maintain a balanced lifestyle that can be useful to any players out there listening. If I miss something, or there is something you would like to hear on the next podcast, then please email us at questions at lacrosserecruiting101.com or tweet at our Twitter handle at laxrecruit101. Thanks for listening. Brent Adams, thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been a long time coming. Glad we got to do this. Absolutely. So, what's, so tell me what's going on in your world right now. What have you been up to? Oh, yeah, I'm just uh, I'm sitting in a rest stop here in the the clinic camper van. My dog's sleeping right next to me, and uh, yeah, just enjoying a cup of coffee to start the day. Nice. So, where are you headed to? Where are you en route to right now? Uh, heading heading down to Eugene, and then we got some clinics in Portland next weekend. And I actually might extend my trip and do some some North California stuff. Um, starting to sort of realize how easy it is to just continue to uh, travel around once you meet a bunch of people and they're like, oh, you should go check out, you know, this lacrosse community, this lacrosse community, and they'd love to have you. And here's my, my buddy's number and you should go coach for them. And it's, uh, it's really easy to just kind of continue uh, what we started out on the road for. Um, so yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. I feel like that's what lacrosse is great with and great for is like, you're always kind of one call away from, you know, especially what you're yeah. doing, the next clinic, right? Oh, I know a guy right. here. I know a guy here. And it just, you know, you can extend your trip. But talk to yeah. us a little bit about clinic sports and what you're doing and how you're traveling on the road and putting on these clinics. Yeah, we so we started, uh, you know, kind of the, the inception of the idea was um, uh, about two years ago. Nick Asello just called me up, he, him and his couple buddies from Notre Dame. Um, Matt Cavanaugh, Connor McCullough, and Adam Goins uh, had this idea to um, basically travel around and, and coach lacrosse, and um, the vehicle would be, you know, a camper van, and um, kind of, you know, start that narrative of, of traveling. And you know, there's a ton of different accounts that I follow of, of van life people that you know, there's a lot of people that want to do it but don't necessarily know how to take the steps to, to get there. So. Um, my role has kind of been to, to start to live that life a little bit and, um, you know, be out in the road and obviously with, with COVID it's kind of threw a wrench in the plans, but, um, yeah. you know, we're, we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel and starting to have conversations with, with different places that want us to come and, and kind of help us, um, or help them 
reemerge into the sport, obviously with the lack of a season and, um, you know, traveling to tournaments and stuff like that. People have some pent up energy to, uh, you know, get out and play lacrosse. And we're just hoping to facilitate that, uh, those interactions and that excitement and, uh, yeah, get, get kids playing. And, um, you know, a big part of what we're trying to do and, and, and who we're trying to target is just smaller communities that have never had any pros come by, have never seen, you know, a professional game live or even a, you know, a high level college game. I think, you know, especially out, out West has been mostly where we've been doing um, a lot of our coaching. Um, I traveled down to Atlanta uh, just around Christmas time. So I, I uh, passed through Texas and uh, Mississippi and Alabama um, but yeah, m- most of our target is just areas that don't get a lot of attention and, and are maybe hotbed adjacent, I think, uh, you know, is, is kind of what we say. Yeah. So if I'm listening right now, if I'm a, a coach or a parent who wants to get you guys to come by, what does that process look like? And then what is, you know, yeah. once you're there, what does that look like as you guys put on the clinic and what do you focus on? Right. Yeah. I think a lot of it has happened pretty organically. You know, we either get like an Instagram DM or, or it's us reaching out to a certain area. I'll literally look at a map and say, Hey, all right, we're going to go to Oregon. You know, what route are we going to take and what towns do we go through and, and who has lacrosse going on? And I think there, there really hasn't been a situation that we're going through and someone's like, Hey, we're, we're a new program and we have 15 kids signed up. We're like, perfect. Like you're on our way. We'd love to set something up. <laughs> Nice. Um, and make it work in any way we can. And we've kind of been creative with what we can offer different programs and everything from, you know, having multiple touch points throughout the week or throughout a couple months, a season, we can help out with zoom calls when we're not in town in market. Um, but yeah, most of the time, I think, uh, you know, we, we we're just run kind of our standard 90 minute, two hour clinics. And we'd like to offer that to as many different groups as we can. We'd like to keep the ratio a little bit smaller um, which which hasn't been too hard to do because again, like I said, we're going to you know newer programs and um, you know the the biggest and most fulfilling thing that we've seen is you know we've only started this two years ago and they, there's a couple programs that we've gone back to that have already you know doubled in size and that's where we see you know the value in in what we're doing and and how we're helping you know these different communities learn more about the game and I think the the parents and the coaches sometimes get more out of it than the, than the players. Um, obviously, you know, two hours of a practice with us isn't going to make you, you know, the best lacrosse player, right? It's, it's yeah. more, how are we investing in the community and, and building a foundation? Um, and that's kind of the point I always have to the kids and the parents, like you guys are building this, you know, you should be learning as much as you possibly can and ask us questions. Once we leave, we don't want to just never hear from you again. We want to come back. We want you guys to use us as a resource to, to build lacrosse and, and build your community. And, and, um, you know, you're, you're well aware that if you put a lot into this game, then, you know, it's going to repay you tenfold. And, um, yeah, that's just kind of our, uh, our methodology behind it. We're right now in the phase that we just want to get out in front of as many people and as many players and coaches as we can. Yeah, that's an excellent point. You know, you work with these players and they probably love it and they do get a lot out of it for the two hour clinic or however long you're working with them. But to have that, you know, lasting impression and to really get the most out of it, you're almost coaching the coaches because that's who they're working with every day. And that's, you know, who's essentially going to get get them better in the long run. So do you kind of focus Mm -hmm. and you really, you know, work to 
not only, you know, touch with the players, but also the coaches as well and make sure they're set for their, you know, upcoming season or year or whatever that is. Right, right, yeah, and, and we're, we're starting to develop kind of some plans and uh, more of a concrete structure behind a coach's clinic and what that would look like. Um, and I think it's, it's super important to establish, you know, our, um, you know, base model for how we coach coaches. Obviously, you know, every event that we have, most of the time we're working with a, a single program or club or school. So we're like, we, hey, we want your coaches to come out and ask us questions you know, one that makes us better coaches in, in understanding where the where the flaws are in program and, and the skill development and, um, you know, trying to get kids to, to a higher level of play. And then just, you know, making sure that they're learning and, and it's a, a cohesive effort towards, um, you know, getting to the next level of lacrosse and, and um, you know, having a higher understanding, higher IQ of, of gameplay and, and concepts and skill development. So, um, but yeah, it's a, it's a huge part. Cause like you said, you know, if we just come in and run a two hour clinic for some kids and there's no coaches there and they just, you know, parents drop their kids off, but you know, I don't think that we're making that big of an impact. I think, I think there's, you know, if I put myself in these kids shoes, I, I never got the opportunity other than, you know, a couple of autograph signings with the Powell's or something yeah. like that, a lot across yeah. limited in Connecticut. I never got the opportunity to be coached by a professional lacrosse player. So, you know, I hope that, uh, you know, some of these kids, and you can see it in their faces sometimes when, you know, we're shooting around or we're just, um, you know, playing around before and after practice. Some some kids really, really appreciate it. But there's also, we're still seeing a ton of kids that don't necessarily get it. <laughs> you know, don't get that, uh, you know, they might not necessarily watch PLL or consume any of the social media that, that's, come out of professional lacrosse so they're they're kind of just playing because they like the sport and you know they're happy to be outside and obviously in this day and age being outside is uh you know something that uh everybody you know finds a lot of comfort in and and being able to get out with a group of people now is is even more special um and you know hopefully they're not taking it for granted but um yeah i think uh with what we're doing and and the kids we're getting in front of we're just trying to figure out the best way to make a, a lasting impact. And, you know, w when we go into a community where oftentimes we're driving a good five, six hours or something like that. Um, a lot of the towns out in, in the West are, are pretty spread out. So, um, you know, we're not going to just go and run our two hour clinic and, and see you later. You know, we're, we're hanging out before or after we've done, you know, a couple of like happy hour style deals with the coaches and parents and, um, you know, really trying to ingrain ourselves in, in the area and uh, learn a little bit about the people. And, um, you know, there hasn't been one situation in the in the past two years in the 50 plus places that we've been um, that we're like, ah, those guys were not cool and we don't want to go back. You know, there's, <laughs> it, it, we're meeting great people in the lacrosse community, the greater lacrosse community. And uh, yeah, I'm just excited to just keep expanding our our book of uh, you know people that we can call up and and just say hey I'm passing through, um, you know let's set something up. What's your typical stretch on the road if you're lining up a few clinics or whatever? So so it's been it's been kind of sporadic in in what we've been able to set up. Um, and like I said before, that it always seems to there always seems to be more things that come onto our schedule once we're actually on the road. Cause we meet people and we're like, Hey, they're like, Hey, you should, you know, go to this town that's 45 minutes out of your way, but 
they would love to have you the you know the the coach is a great guy and all that kind of stuff so we've we've you know only gone on about four or five i want to say month-long trips um where we're you know we have our schedule set and um as of late and recently we've only been able to have you know about a month or two month lead time on what we're trying to do because obviously policies in different states um, we have to abide by and we're being as careful as possible with you know the protocols and and wearing masks and all that stuff and um, you know only being in outdoor spaces and uh, you know so we're it's been an interesting time to uh, to start this this company we were actually in Omaha Nebraska we had about two three weeks of, of coaching planned we were in you know South Dakota, North Dakota, Nebraska, um, the most uh, telling one for me and, and just speaks to, you know, how many people are playing lacrosse and how you don't expect it to be as big as it is. We had, I think, you know, 100, and, 100 plus kids signed up for a clinic in Fargo, North Dakota. Wow. Um, so it's just, yeah, it was, it's, it was just a kind of a random interaction that we had on Instagram, I believe. And, um, you know, turns out they have a, a great program up there and um yeah we were we were in omaha when it was declared a national state of emergency so we had to you know kind of nix the plans and head back to colorado and uh it took some took some wind out of our sails but um like i said we're, we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel and get back and hopefully we can you know plan that route again i i'm at the point where i'm ready to kind of be full-time on the road it's uh that, that's i think the the biggest struggle with what we've done in trying to make sense of driving places and and looping together you know different different touch points and different places to run clinics is we have to try and align with their schedules and you know the utah schedule or high school youth schedule isn't the same as oregon's you know oregon's high school season right now is all packed into six weeks so it might be a pretty bad time to be running clinics <laughs> in the middle of their season, but, um, you know, they're, they're hungry for, for more knowledge and to, to again, like have some excitement around the sport as, uh, you know, we've, we haven't had it in our lives for, for a bit. So, uh, you know, we're just trying to roll the punches and, and figure out best solutions for, for all these different areas. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Iron Horse Lacrosse, the number one lacrosse program in Texas for travel teams, camps, and clinics. For more information on Iron Horse, visit their website at www.ironhorselax.com. You mentioned that you're ready to go full-time on the road, and Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask about, you know, you're still playing professional lacrosse, and you're obviously yeah. staying in shape, you're training. How do you do that on the road? I mean, I doubt you have, you know, the full squat rack in the van and yeah. everything you could, you know, it's not, you're probably probably limited, I would assume. And yeah, yeah. what do you do to keep yourself in shape and to keep yourself prepared to stay competitive? You know, I was just actually having this conversation a little while ago. You know, I think, um, you know, the way I'm training now is not the same as when I was in college. Um, you know, I'm more focused on mobility and, um, you know, resistance stuff and I've got some bands in the, in the van and, um, you know, more focusing on having the stick in my hand as well. I think, you know, you you can never get to a a point in lacrosse that, you know, you're, you're done reaching your potential with stick skills. So 
that's super important to me right now. Obviously, you know, last season, I, it happened that I played attack. You know, the, the situation occurred where I was next up and, and who could fill that role. So, yep. um, you know, just trying to, to hone in on my lacrosse skills. And um, I do a bunch of just cross training. Nick and I will play tennis and, um, you know, a lot of the different communities too that we go to are able to kind of host us and, and, you know, we can go to their local gym and there's a bunch of CrossFit gyms that uh, we've partnered with and in Boise and uh, I have some buddies in, in Park City that have a great gym set up, Minerstown. Um, but yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, kind of, and that's an, another kind of byproduct of, uh, of being on the road is you meet all these different people in the fitness community and, um, you know, everyone's interested in what we're doing and traveling around and coaching lacrosse. And, um, you know, they, the, the gym in these different communities is you're starting to see more of, uh, you know, that sense of community, um, that we always talk about. And we're talking about it with, uh, the guys in Bend, Oregon, um, the thump lacrosse and some coffee guys, and just having that community of, of, people where you guys work out together you play lacrosse together you go to the coffee shop together you might work at the coffee shop um so you're starting to kind of notice that uh a lot of these different areas have gyms and people that are focused on different aspects of training and whether it's uh, a crossfit gym or uh you know some other other style of of working out that they um are truly passionate about we're starting to learn a little bit more of that um, and, and kind of have the, use those resources to, to stay in shape and, uh, you know, not just, um, you know, crush our bodies with, with living on the road. And yeah. sometimes obviously we're, we're camping and, um, you know, not the most comfortable night's sleep, but, uh, we're, we're starting to learn a lot more about being able to, you know, keep on, on top of that while we're on the road. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's definitely something that, uh, had a little learning curve at the beginning, but we're starting to get into a rhythm now. Is there anything that would surprise the listeners that you do or you consistently do that helps your lacrosse game? You know, something beyond obviously working on your stick or, you know, a typical workout. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you find actually helps a lot that a typical lacrosse player probably wouldn't be aware of? Yeah. I mean, in terms of training, I'd say I, I, I do yoga a bunch. I'm not very good at it. I'm, I'm actually very bad at it, but I'm, I'm trying to get better. And, um, it's as simple as just Googling or, or YouTubing just a 10, 15 minute yoga warm up. Um, try to start and or finish my day with that. Um, but another thing is I, I just, you know, have my stick in my hand all the time. Um, you know, outside of getting on the wall and, and practicing and doing partner passing and all that kind of stuff, you know, I'll, I'll go on hikes with my stick I'll, just to, to be more comfortable with it, find, find different things that I can play wall ball on. Um, and I think it's just a good, a good kind of change of pace for me because oftentimes, you know, you can get a little bored with the, the repetitiveness of training and wall ball and all that kind of stuff. So I, I just find it really important. I think I, at some point in my professional career, I was, you know, the first couple of years that I played, I was, I just kind of fell out of love with it. Um, and I, I didn't want outside of playing and training and stuff like that. I didn't want anything to do with the lacrosse stick. I almost, you know, made sure to put it away for a little bit, but I've just, I've, I've rekindled the flame with, with, you know, the love of the sport and, 
and having a stick in my hand. So I think, uh, you know, that's, that's something that, uh, you know, I, I just always try and make a pivotal point of, of my weekly basis. And, and what I do is just spending time with the stick outside and, and with my, my, my pup Zion and, uh, you know, just having fun with it. Yeah. I find it interesting too, what you're saying about yoga, how you, you try to do it at least once, maybe twice a day and you're not very good at mm-hmm. it. But I've heard that yoga is the most beneficial to those who aren't very good at it. And it's just, yeah. you know, you get the most out of it when you're not used to it and you're not very good at it, but, and it may not seem like you're getting a lot out of it, but you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, we have a, a pretty low, low ceiling right now. We, we or high ceiling, I should <laughs> yeah. say it's, a, you know, starting at the bottom. So any progression is, is an awesome progression. So been trying to focus on that and it's just uh, a good way to start your day and the breathing exercises and all that kind of stuff. So um, trying to get a little bit more into it. Another very important part, I'm sure of being a professional athlete, any sport, but you know, especially lacrosse is your diet. And I think of myself on the road and my diet and it's, it's hard to maintain a consistent and well-balanced diet. And it's something you sure. probably got to think about and you got to make an effort to make sure you're, you're getting what you need. How have yeah. you gone about that? You know, how have you gotten better at it? And what are some tricks or things you do to make sure that you're getting proper nutrition for, you know, your training yeah. and for when you're competing? Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's just gotten, it's another thing that yeah, as I get later in the, in my career, I'm looking for any kind of edge that I can give myself and prepare and, and put myself in the best situation to, to be successful and feel good, um, you know, going into competition. But it just really comes down to planning. I think, uh, you know, especially on the road where we're we're driving around, we don't know where our next meal is going to be. And, you know, obviously we we've, we've have a, a bunch of times where we're going out to eat with the coaches or, or something like that. But, um, you know, when I do have a few days to myself, I'm, I'm making sure that I'm going to the grocery store. I'm stocked up with, with vegetables. I've, been on more of a plant-based diet for the past couple of years. Um, kind of something that, that was, uh, I was influenced a little bit by my brother and, um, you know, I think that the benefits of, of being on a plant-based diet I've, I've seen and, and kind of felt. So, um, it was something that I never really did, um, before really two years ago is focused on, my diet focus on where I'm getting the exact nutrients and the fats and all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting. I think, uh, you know, it's something that you, you've got to practice just like anything else. You got to practice, you've got to be disciplined with it. Um, and, and you know, being on the road does have its challenges. I've got like a little burner in the van right now that I use. So it's not uh, the most efficient way to, to, you know, whip something up and, um, you know, we're, we're making do for sure, but it's, uh, it's fun. And, you know, some of the, some of the best tasting meals are definitely by a campsite, by a campfire, um, with yeah. some buddies and some, some beers. And, uh, yeah, we, um, we, we've definitely, you know, gotten into a little rhythm of what we're eating on a daily basis and not having to, you know, eat out every single meal while we're on the road, um, which is huge. Yeah. I feel like that's when, it can be a slippery slope when you're going out to eat yeah. a lot. So it's great. Of course, yeah. yeah, of course you're you're making those grocery store runs and making sure you have stuff between those mm-hmm. times you're going out to eat so it's not too frequent. But I wanted to touch yeah, on your uh, 
plant-based diet and you said you've definitely seen the benefits and felt the benefits and you know you wouldn't depending on what you read you can you know some say that you know a mile or a small amount of meat can really add to a healthy diet where some say hey mm-hmm. plant-based can be you know great too and i think it's you know i don't think there's a wrong answer there but i'm just curious to sure some of the benefits you've seen and felt from a plant-based diet and maybe what is in your diet that's a you know plant-based that you frequently eat yeah, I, I so I'm I'm pretty simple and and uh, you know a creature of habit. So I'm eating you know kind of the same things. And um, to be honest, I you know you, you can get tired of it. I think with, with you know the you know getting hitting your your calorie numbers and um, you know obviously protein and all that stuff is very important when you're training. Um, but it's just it goes back to planning and knowing what what quantities you want to eat. And um, oftentimes it can be kind of bland if you're eating beans and rice and stuff like that but uh you know i've gotten kind of uh, an okay um you know mindset and approach towards eating the same things over and over and i think you know in any diet to really try and see some benefits and and you know focus on um you know actually seeing those goals be met and and just feeling better um you know you're you're just focusing on literally writing down plans and eating the same things over and over i think um variety is obviously important in in what you're trying to um put in your body but most of the time you know i'm eating the same thing in the in the morning same thing at lunch and and same thing before i'm going to bed um and it's just getting into a routine and after you focus on those first, you know, 20, 30 days, it just kind of becomes second nature to, to wake up and have oatmeal or a smoothie or something like that. And, and kind of, you have your whole day planned out and you don't need to, to look at your, your journal or whatever you wrote down to try and figure out, uh, you know, where you're getting your, your vitamins and, and all the things that you need to, to feel good and, and train at a high level. Nothing tastes as good as being healthy feels, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's really it's 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 that weighing of taste over over you know your health, um, which I think is is something important that my my brother helped me see, and um, you know we're constantly just bouncing ideas off each other, bouncing recipes off each other, and um, it, it's you know it's a it's a a progress and and you know something that isn't just gonna be better, right? I, I'm I'm still constantly learning, and like you said, there's some people that say you know a little bit of meat in the diet is good, and um, you know you're constantly learning, and and that's a, another community itself, and and you can find a ton. There's a wealth of information online, and um, you know even in you know the, the lacrosse community of people and what they eat, and there's a ton of trainers and um, people that focus on this a lot more than I do. Um, that that I just try and learn from and and take pieces of information from different people and find out what works for me. You know, what works for me might not work for the next person and, um, you know, vice versa. So it's a a constant uh, learning experience. So since you've been on the road recently, it looks like you've started a podcast called, you know, From the Road, the travel podcast, the the lacrosse travel Mm -hmm. podcast. Yep. How's that been going? And, you know, what uh what got you to start that and what do you guys talk about when you're on the road and on the podcast yeah it's 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 uh you know it kind of came on pretty rapidly we we uh we had talked about it for a bit but um you know it really just took to record that first episode to kind of 
get some momentum. You know, it's something yeah. that I am really not all that comfortable with. Um, so it's, it's, you know, now highlighted as something that I just want to get better at and more comfortable with and, and figure out how to be a good interviewer and, um, you know, and keep the conversation going and all that kind of stuff. So it's, uh, it's been really fun. I think, uh, having Nick, uh, as a, a co-host is, is definitely helpful. He's got uh, another podcast in the post game and, um, you know, it's a little bit different of a tone than post game. We're more <laughs> about the, uh, the, you know, the sights and bounds of where we are on the road and, and kind of, you know, giving a, giving people a glimpse into what we're doing and, and how we're doing it. And really just like, Hey, we're, you know, at a campsite right now recording this podcast, my dog's running around like a maniac and we got a couple clinics tomorrow and, and just kind of giving people a little bit uh, more of an insight into the landscape of, of, you know, quite literally the landscape of, uh, you know, the places that we're going and um, yeah, we're just having fun with it. I think, uh, you know, there's, we're getting better and better each episode. I know like you, you've got, you know, dozens and dozens of episodes under your belt. So it's just kind of, uh, you know, something that you can easily slide into, but we're trying to, uh, you know, figure out how, how we can improve constantly. And, you know, the feedback is always help and it's, it's cool to get good feedback on an episode that I felt was horrible. <laughs> you know, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't even want to listen to me speaking, um, you know, let alone have people weighing in on a conversation that I've had with Nick. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to just kind of explore and, and improve and, um, you know, see what works and see who enjoys it and see who hates it and all that kind of stuff. So, it's, uh, you know, it's definitely a, a moment of, of vulnerability for us. And, and for me in particular, it's just like, all right, now here we go. Put a mic up and start talking and try and sound interesting, <laughs> which is, you know, <laughs> tough to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've I've learned from doing podcasts. It's kind of wa- like watching lacrosse film. It's never as good sure. as you think and it's never as bad as you think. Right, right. And it's, you know, just being able to listen to yourself and, you know, feel yourself getting better. There's something to that. But I've always mm-hmm. said, especially with this podcast, you know, I'm able to talk like to guys like you, to Nardella, to a bunch of these college coaches. And I'm just learning so much that even if no mm-hmm. one listened to it, I would still do yeah, it. Right. And, you know, yeah. when you get to that point, you know, I don't think I'm ever going to make a million dollars off this. And that's not the point. Right. The point is that you're saying you're bettering yourself, you're learning, you're becoming a better speaker, yeah. a better communicator, and it's just a great skill and it's, you know, an overall bettering of yourself. Yeah. And if, and if nothing else, it's a, a great log. I mean, the way that we're doing it and doing it in different places, you know, I'm going to look back on this in 30, 40 years and be like, wow, that was, that was great. That was fun. I remember that day and we were by the river and, you know, you know, having a good time and, um, you know, hopefully it's a, a log of, of where, where clinic is going to take us. And, um, you know, already it's, it's looking back on an episode, you know, a few weeks ago, we're like, Oh yeah, that was awesome. And look where we've gone and, and how many people we've met since then. So if nothing else, it's a good, uh, personal little log that we're, uh, we're building and, um, you know, being able to look back on it. Before we wrap up here, Talk to us about how, if someone's listening and they want to get you and clinic sports, you guys traveling to their town, you know, what is the best way to go about getting you there and setting something up? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we're really easy in, in terms of communication. I think you could Instagram DM any one of us, 
um, Matt Cavanaugh, Nick Asello, Brent Adams. Um, Wandering Jam is Connor McCullough. Um, but, you know, you can find us on, on Instagram. Um, Twitter, our account, I think, has just been unsuspended. <laughs> Nick thought it was a good idea to um, make our birthday two years ago. So they flagged us and we're like, oh, no two-year-olds can be on Twitter. Um, so, so that'll be, get, be up and running pretty oh, soon. Okay. Um, but we have, uh, you know, you can go to our Instagram page and um, in our bio, we actually have a text platform as well um, called Community. So we've had a bunch of people reach out through that. And, you know, we'll, that's, that could be any one of us responding. Um, but, yeah, I think, uh, you know, just find us on social media or um, shoot us an, an email at, at info, um, info at clinic sports, excuse me. Um, and, yeah, we'll, we'll figure out a way to, uh, to hopefully get something on the schedule and, um, you know, there's a lot of people that we, we just got an email from someone in Kentucky and we're just like, all right, how can we figure out the best route and who can we see on our way to Kentucky? And, um, you yeah, know, we're starting to uh, hopefully build out, you know, now that we have the PLL schedule, hopefully build out a nice little route um, that we could focus on um, over the next six months to a year and, uh, you know, be a little bit more busy. Perfect. Well, Brent, thanks for uh, taking the time and, you know, best of luck with the clinics, best of luck with the podcast, obviously in the PLL this summer and uh, hope to catch up again soon, man. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks for having me, Luke. Thanks for listening to Lacrosse Recruiting 101. Catch us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Have a question for Luke? Email them to questions at lacrosserecruiting101.com.